Hey guys, welcome to the podcast called The Lodcast. Today, we are talking about things about people in our world with people that we know. I don't know them in the real world, though, so... Welcome! <laughs> nice! That's the first time I think I've introduced it. Like, I, I didn't, you guys said I did before. I don't remember doing that before. Yeah, your, your last intro was, uh, uh, it's something about, like, I'm very lonely and I want to kill myself or something. <laughs> And then I was like, "That's not good. You should get that looked at." <laughs> and then we all started rebound, Jay. Good for you. That's rebounded really, really hard. Apparently, my God. Yeah, but how how are you feeling now, Jay? How how have you been over the past two weeks? Um, slightly less. Like I wanna. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm doing pretty good. Getting out of the house more, spending time with my girlfriend and my family and stuff. Learning some more skills, synthesis, and all that such. It's pretty good. But uh, yeah, I'm doing, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Trying to get busy, working on stuff, playing some games. What about you guys? Well, uh, I've been up to school stuff. Uh, grad school started, so um, that's fun. Uh, I'm only taking three classes, but apparently three classes in grad school is like the equivalent of 20 hours. So, well, full time, like in five. Uh, yeah, it's equivalent to five in undergrad, so <laughs> I've been very busy. Uh, yeah, and I, I did not expect it to be this hard, but I, at least I get Monday off, right? So I have a little bit of extra time. And you have Fridays as well? Yeah, I have Fridays and Mondays off. But M- Monday's yeah. off because it's, uh, I think it's a national holiday. Labor Day, right? Or is it... Yeah, Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, working on YouTube stuff, I am currently working on a very big project, uh... Can't tell anyone in the audience, but it will be taking up a lot of my time in terms of yep. YouTube. Uh, yeah, besides that, not much. Been doing pretty good. How about you, Matt? How you been doing? Um, same, th- same uh, thing. I just started school, so I'm, I started my first game design class. Uh, so I'm finally learning the stuff that I want to learn, which is good. Um, I'm yeah, not home, cool. so no more. Uh, no more pasta podcast <laughs> moments anymore for the time <laughs> being, which is upsetting. But um, other than that, I've just been pretty busy with uh, work overall. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, uh, I think with that, we can uh, move on to the general internet stuff. Um, well, the first topic we have is Twitch, a day off Twitch and a bunch of big streamers leaving. Does anyone know about this? Um, I know about the second part. So basically, Twitch, like, funnily enough, I found out about this because of the whole Call Me Carson stuff, because he's coming back. Uh, or he came he back. came back, yeah. He came back uh, on the day called A Day Off Twitch, which is basically this huge, like, <laughs> protest where every streamer on Twitch, like, stopped streaming explicitly so that they could, like, protest against, like, hate mobs and raiding on Twitch. <laughs> Uh, nice. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm gonna take my chances. No one's on here. <laughs> I'm on. Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> the only one on Twitch today. What a day. I think it was related to a day off Twitch, but like, apparently, and this is the part I wanted to talk about a bunch of streamers left, and one of them is a fan favorite of the Lodcast. Uh, <laughs> No, don't say dream. Do not say dream. No, it's not dream. It's uh, oh. another fan favorite. It's a bit of an inside joke, but me and Matt here. Uh, <laughs> Tatman. 
<laughs> Tim the Tatman came to our school once. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. We never actually met him. I don't think we even went to the, right? Or did you? No, know? we didn't. Yeah, no. we, we never went to it. I think it might have been canceled, if anything. I forget when it happened, but he came but to our school. I, I, re- I do remember that. And we, we were like, oh my god, it's Tim the Tatman. He's the world's biggest Fortnite streamer. <laughs> <laughs> but i kind of wanted to use this as like a segue to talk about twitch and our opinions on it because we've had a few opinions about twitch uh i think the platform is a cesspool i agree like the fact that you can have something like you know just chatting and it literally is explicit you know why just chatting was created right it was explicitly created by twitch because they had too many remember the whole titty streamer like debacle that happened years back yeah uh yes it was explicitly created get rid of the part where it's like oh we're gaming but the game is like in the corner of the screen and all you can see is the streamer they're like all right guys just stop Can't acting they still do that Oh, yeah, they can still do that, but that's why Just Chatting was created, because they're like, guys, okay, we get it. You're not playing a video game. (laughs) You can just make your stream about yourself. And, God, I I just really dislike Twitch, because while it's a great platform to get started, it almost seems like the worst people in society go to Twitch. Like, well, I love this content sometimes, but Ice Poseidon, I I don't know if you guys remember him. He was like the biggest IRL streamer of all time. He was such a terrible person. Like, I just... It's like YouTube's evil cousin. And YouTube is already bad bad as it is. Oh, yeah, it is. And funnily enough, the reason these streamers left uh, Twitch was explicitly for YouTube. Because apparently Tim the Tapman has, like, a huge, like, multi-million dollar contract with uh, YouTube. Now, at least. Oh, re- boy. I remember when Ninja did the same thing. Yeah, but with, uh, he did that for... What was it called? I forget. It was. It no, was not a good I mixer. Mixer. What that's it what it called. It was a oh, yeah. Microsoft mixer. streaming service that lasted oh, for like four months. What a hit! <laughs> I mean, Microsoft tried to support it on Xbox. I don't think there's ever going to be a real competitor for Twitch, just so long as YouTube streaming isn't up to par. You know. Well, they got Tim the Tat Man now. Their secret weapon. <laughs> Their secret weapon. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of YouTube's uh, YouTubers streaming, but it's always like, oh, we're cross-streaming. We're on Twitch, and we're on YouTube, and we're on some other platform. So, it's like, what's the point of going to YouTube if it's, like, a subpar stream, or, like, the, the streamer's not even watching it? Because when I stream on Twitch, I've, I've done it, like, once in my entire life, and then I streamed on YouTube, like, twice in my entire YouTube career. YouTube, I I like YouTube as a platform because that's where most of my audience is. But like, it's just not nearly as accessible as like Twitch streams. It doesn't like automatically save vods the same way. Like it, it does save your streams, but like you can't clip stuff with it. You can't really mess around a lot with it. It's it's obviously intended to be just a platform for video making. And I I was hoping that Amazon Luna, or is it Luna? I forget what Amazon. Yeah, no, no, no. Twitch, gonna... Twitch is Amazon streaming service. What's? Is there any other competitors to it? I thought, I thought Amazon did have its own little streaming thing before Twitch. No, no, no. They bought Twitch and then Twitch became theirs. Because, like, you can use your uh, Amazon Prime for Twitch Prime. Oh. Do you guys think there'll ever be a competitor to Twitch that's not, like, half-assed as YouTube is? No. 
don't think there is. I mean, ask yourself the question, is YouTube ever going to have a competitor? It's too well established by now. Exactly. Unless, like, Google comes up with some, like... Like, that's the only companies that could do it. Apple, Google, any company that's, like, major. Like, Facebook has a Facebook gaming section, which is for live streamers. Um, and it's actually kind of growing, but you need a major empire of a company to like make a streaming service and support it and advertise it and make it like enticing for people to go on to it nobody wants to do that so until that happens the well-established thing is just going to stay in place until someone gets the drive to do it it's the only way they can do it i think besides actually now that you bring up facebook i really don't think facebook has like a gaming audience you know Whenever I deactivated my Facebook account because I hate stupid lizard man spying on everything I do. But while I was on there, it was pretty much exclusively like family stuff that I saw. Like grandmothers or relatives like posting about stuff they've done or like tagging family and stuff. I don't. I really don't see Facebook as having a gaming audience. And the closest I think I've ever seen to like a more nerdy audience is stuff like anime. And... That that was from like my brother's Facebook account back in like 2012, so I don't really see Facebook as ever rising to that challenge. And besides Facebook, I think there's um the only other one I can really think of, which I think is owned by Facebook, is uh Instagram with their whole Instagram Live stuff. But that's like primarily for like that's for like celebrity. Q&A. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Oh, I'm doing a, they always call it a live, and I didn't know what that meant for the longest time, but it's like, it's just some celebrity hops on while they're drunk or while, before they have to release while something. they're drunk. <laughs> drunk, high, you, you name what they're, what they're on, and that's all they'll ever do. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm releasing this song, ask me about it, promo, uh, Soldier Boy hops on, sells his Soldier console or something like that. Soldier console. <laughs> But yeah, it's it it really like you said, Jay. It's there's nothing really to compete with the big it, and also like Matt said with like the big established stuff. And yeah. honestly, I don't think there will ever be a better competitor unless you get something equivalent to like how Epic Games was with Steam, where or they Apple. just yeah exactly where they where they just like start spewing stuff out and oh wait a minute there, Jay. but yeah no if if they don't do anything like giving away free stuff it's not gonna catch on it's not gonna really do anything so what you're saying is just throw shit at the wall and seeing what sticks exactly you need to it's just like any business you're gonna need a lot of money to do that exactly and it didn't work for microsoft well, because fucking Mixer, they just like fucking nosedived right into that shit saying, okay, let's just be Twitch. Twitch, yeah. but worse from what I remember. They got they had a good idea getting Ninja, but they needed more than just Ninja. Not yeah, everybody... they needed the Tatman. Yeah, they needed <laughs> the Tatman. They were, they were fighting a losing battle without him. It's just like a business. You need to entice people with benefits, with like immediate rewards for joining. Like, oh, if you join... The restriction you could just start making money right away, like by doing this, that instead of having these restrictions and like, I don't know, like make people want to switch over, not be so strict, maybe be more open about your content. I don't know, because Twitch is annoying with their stupid restrictions sometimes. 
but uh, I think with that, um, we can use what what we just said earlier to kind of transition. Speaking yeah, of think, Apple and yeah, Epic Games, Apple. <laughs> so I, I don't think everyone here knows about it, but so I'll just explain it. So you know how uh, Apple had and and Epic Games have had that lawsuit going on about um, the whole. Uh, who has a right to payments and stuff. I, I think exactly what the lawsuit was, was an antitrust one where they were saying, oh, Apple and to some extent the Google Play Store basically have a monopoly on the market because they decide who gets what and they get a cut of the money. So for the longest time, Epic Games here, they found a way around it, which was, oh, we're going to link to a pay- another payment option directly to us within our app. But that ended up getting them kicked off the apple store and i think after that the google play store so they, they were like "Uh oh this is bad but apparently it was on purpose they wanted to explicitly do this to show that it's like antitrust and turns out they were right or at least a few countries think they were right so the lawsuit is uh happened in korea i believe they won it in south korea where i think the korean government was like suing uh apple for the same exact thing saying oh you guys are antitrust well, you guys are a trust. You are taking all this money from people. 30% is a huge cut for some companies, uh, especially if they're huge. Because I think, like, let's, let's just take Steam, for example. Steam's game cut, I think, used to be, like, 30%. And people hated it. And, like, companies really want... And that's the reason we all got those uh, different game launchers on PC. Uh, like, the Bethesda Net Store, Blizzard Net, all that stuff. And it explicitly existed because the cut was terrible. So Steam, eventually, they did their own thing. It's like, the more you sell, the less of a cut they take. Uh, but yeah, th- that's what ultimately ended up happening in Korea. And Japan, they were like, okay, we're going to do an antitrust investigation of you, Apple. And we think that uh, South Korea was right. And we are going to charge you guys millions of dollars. And so Apple, <laughs> after all this stuff... They're like, oh no, we're a great company. We're not a trust. We don't. We're we're not a huge monopoly. We don't take shit tons of money. Look, we take away our thirty percent cut. We make the cut smaller. We're gonna make all these changes. We let developers link to their own stores from in game uh, in their apps, and they're they're going back and now they're trying to like spin this as them being so generous and generous and such a great company. You know those things that we were literally. Put into the situation over. Yeah, we're changing those. Don't worry, we're good. And like, no, that you're—that's the fucking reason you're here. You need to change that. That's expected of you. Don't I think it's a good thing you're doing it? It's like they're backpedaling so hard and acting like they're the good guy. And I don't know, man. It's—it's it's very obvious, which is good for Epic Games. And I, I, honestly, I remember a really long time ago on the podcast when this first started, and we talked about it on the podcast, and it was like. Yeah, they're just a bunch of babies arguing over nothing. But, you know, the longer this has gone on, while they are still babies arguing over nothing, it seems like one baby is less babyish than the other. (laughs) In reality, they both are big mega corporations, and no matter what they do, we will probably find a way to dislike them. But sometimes they make some decent things happen, depending upon what side of the argument they're on. Yeah, but with that... um. We can transition to our next one. I just like how the title of this one is Netflix Rolls Out Streaming Service, but they're already a streaming service. I know what it is. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. The title's a little misleading. So, uh, Jay already talked, well, mentioned it, but Netflix has rolled out a gaming streaming service. Wow. 
Uh, Didn't they already do that? Or did they just release a game? They have released one game currently. Uh, and c- let me before we even dive into it, how many of you think this will last? Or will actually be able to compete in, against like games you buy and put in a console or a PC? Nope. Depends. Because, like, can I you download it. the games? Uh, I don't. I don't think you can currently. Uh, so the way it works right now, and is it uh, like Stadia. They want it to be like Stadia. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> where, a great idea. Where you just go to the Netflix app, you go to games, and you just click the game. But currently, they don't have that built in. So right now, what it w- does is you go to the Netflix app, you click the button. The only game they have on it is, I think, it's Stranger Things Three: The Game. Uh. And it brings oh, you to the sense. it brings you to the Play Store, where you can download the game <laughs> currently. But it was recently just taken off the Play Store, and now it's exclusively available on Netflix. And they're hosting the game themselves. I don't think you can download it anymore. It's like a stream only game, and uh, it's they only have one game. But hey, it's got Stranger Things attached to it. <laughs> you know they're gonna put The Witcher on there. Oh yeah, they're definitely gonna find a way to put like a Witcher game on there. It might even Witcher, uh, Doom, and that's the weird thing. Like, why does everyone want to get their grubby little hands in the game streaming industry? We already saw what happened to Stadia. So I was like, as soon as I heard it was like Stadia, I'm like, why? Did you not see the colossal failure that that was? I remember for the longest time we thought XCloud would be huge. You know what uh, Project xCloud is used for by uh, Xbox and Microsoft? I don't even know what xCloud is. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a Microsoft streaming service for games. Oh. It, they stopped using it primarily for... The only game that really used it, or two games, Crackdown 3. What a hit. <laughs> what a hit. And Microsoft Flight Simulator, the newest one. And they just use it for like simulating certain aspects of the game. So when you don't, we're not connected, like for example... Uh, Crackdown used it for multiplayer matches with destruction and buildings and stuff. And obviously that game, you had like two concurrent players at launch. <laughs> it was so bad. I remember the launch of the game was terrible. Uh, and then Microsoft Flight Simulator, it uses the xCloud to kind of like stream in world assets if you're connected to the internet. Otherwise, it just goes off your hard drive and it'll take up like triple the space. There's a one for PlayStation too. I think it's called PlayStation. Oh yeah, I heard it was so bad. I tried it. It is the worst thing. It's the only way you can play Oblivion on the PlayStation Four. Is the only reason I tried it, and I hated it. I hated it. Did not like it. I did not want to play it anymore. I don't. We are not at that point where we have the good enough internet to stream a game. It just does not feel good to play. It's a really interesting thing I wanted to talk about too. So I played ESO for a really long time. I, I kind of I'm taking a break right now just because too much MMO. Uh, I I can't stand it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and a fair bit of people because ESO came out on Stadia. So I met those people occasionally. There's like three or four people in my guild. Uh, that like use Stadia. And I'm like, so why are you using Stadia? Like I asked them, they're like, well, you know, that's actually a myth that Stadia is dying. It's not actually dying. Uh, you know, they're still keeping this, the servers up. It's easier for me. You know, I'm not going to talk about how I have like 10 gigabit per second internet, but 
<laughs> he didn't actually say that part, but I I assumed that because like you can you can't play Stadia games without really good internet, and I know from personal experience my internet is not good enough to like do that stuff. It's it's decent internet, but it's not going to be able to stream in a game at the same level my PC can play. You know? Yeah. And the, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people who use these services are kind of like delusional. It's it's just. I don't think streaming services are going to be viable for like the next 10 years, you know? And if they are, we really need an uptake in the internet around here. And most of the United States doesn't even have like high speed internet. They're still running off DSL. So can't just expect it. Maybe it'll work in Europe where everyone has like gigabit, gigabit internet, but like not here. It And the United States is probably going to be like the biggest audience for that. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of put in examples, other streaming services for games were um, Amazon Luna, which is what they're going to be introducing. Currently, I think Luna is in like a beta stage. I've heard that it's good, but they also said that about Stadia. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, companies and stuff and advertisers will say anything when the person making it has a lot of money, especially when they're paying them that money. Exactly. And... I'm going to bet Luna is going to end up like xCloud where it just ends up becoming like a, a, an alternative to certain aspects of the game. And if you don't have the internet, you can just use like the stuff from inside your own game to do the processing. It just won't be nearly as nice. And then wh- I, I know there's a bunch of other services that did it, but they were like actual like we simulate a PC and you just run it from there. Uh, but in general, man, I I really don't think streaming games is the future it, it may be if we are able to achieve the requirements but nothing's gonna be having the hardware yourself yeah because like here's my biggest fear what if the internet goes out what if the internet just goes out one day yeah what are you gonna do when uh when like you refuse to pay the internet bill? oh my god <laughs> it's all those things where it's like Let's just make everything into a business model. Subscriptions. Uh, let's just get everyone to pay a monthly price. And then uh, they can get like a service. Like I hate live services. The worst thing That's that ever happened reason. to gaming. I never bought like certain editing applications. Because everybody freaking does that. And I hate that. I don't like having to pay for one product. I'd rather buy the product itself and be done with it. I don't care if it's more. I don't care. I want to buy it and be done with it. <laughs> Exactly. And Premiere Pro is like, what, 40 bucks a month or something? Exactly. In like four months, that's over $200. It's, it's so it? stupid. No, no, it's it's, uh, it's, it's, 80, it's 160 80. Yeah. But yeah, it's, but it's, 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 it's five months. You, that's, that's like what, the price of utilities every month? Like, it's not a utility. Yeah, it's not a utility. It's an application that you use for a specific thing. And people like me and you who would actually be buying that application are not going to buy it now because we don't want to pay that. But with that, we've discussed this stuff for far too long. We can move on to the whatever we want to talk about section. Yes. What interesting topics have you all dug up today? Oh, shit. I just realized Matt was supposed to introduce this part. That's fine. I'm looking for new keycaps because mine are fucking awful right now. I thought Matt was so quiet because he's like, you serious? You just just introduced this? I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I didn't. I I just have to see if these are, because I have a RGB uh, keyboard. 
But yeah, okay. I guess I'll talk about pretty my topic nice. first. Nice. <laughs> uh, my topic is Deathloop. Uh, I don't know if everyone does. Everyone know what Deathloop is? Yes, I actually want to play this game. Yeah, I'm very out. excited because I like the song. So I am a. I, I've gone from a Bethesda fanboy to <laughs> to an Arcane fanboy. Still Bethesda, but I think a little better than fawning over Elder Scrolls all the time. And I actually played. Um, I'm. I, I don't know if any of you have played Prey, but Prey had a DLC called Loon Crash, and it was basically the blueprint for Deathloop. It was oh, yeah. it was like a simulation version of the prey game where like you're on a you're on like some moon base in space and you're like a hacker going through like camera footage and you're like playing it all in VR. It, the game wasn't actually VR, but like it's in lore it's it's VR. And you're like going through you're playing through as people and every time you die, you have to repeat the same level over again but as a different person. And that basically ended up being what I believe to be the blueprint for Deathloop, where in Deathloop, uh, the premise of the story is you're a guy who wakes up on the shores of this island, and every time you die, you wake up where you started. And I don't know if you remember everything, uh, or if everyone else remembers everything. I haven't really, I think you do. Everyone remembers what happened. Uh, but like, it's like an island filled with like billionaires, super rich people, super powerful people. I have it on PC, like the Mooncrash DLC, and I've never played it. Now I want to play this. Mooncrash is really good. Like if you like, oh, immersive... is that the roguelike uh, Prey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I played I... a little bit of it. It was pretty good. It, it's it's really good if you like immersive sims. I think. Uh, I installed this tonight. Thank you for the uh, recommendation. I'm a big fan of roguelikes, so I'm really excited for this. Yeah, so you basically are on this island for the full billionaires. Every time you die, you respawn at the shores of the island. Uh, and you the big twist this time around, besides just the world changing every time you die, is there's like a person. It can and I, I find this kinda kinda you know, I, I'm a single player kind of guy. <laughs> I don't really play. You can play. turn it off though. Yeah. Yeah, well, luckily you can, you can have an AI, but you have a person hunting you, and she's like one of the like owner one of like the heads of the island uh and she goes around hunting you every once in a while and it can be another person so if you yeah that's what i want if you want like the the super hard version kind of like dark souls <laughs> where people invade uh yeah you can have that and uh that's exactly why my i want to get it is i want to play as the enemy and hunt my friend down while he's playing I really just want to be that asshole that like you're gonna have your name. You're gonna down. change your Steam name to XXX uh, Elite Gamer HD XXX, XXX Man Who Breaks HD. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hunt people down and like teabag them once they're dead. I'm probably gonna like... play it with um. I'm gonna run through the game, uh, probably solo, and then I'll play with probably my girlfriend. I'm, I'm gonna pre-order the game pretty soon. Don't do it. Well, it comes out in like two days. Well, in Don't four days, it. right? Wait, when does it come out? I think it comes out the 8th, right? No, 14th. 14th? Okay, so in oh, about God, a week. Time. Should I uh, pre-order it? I, I don't no, know. I, no, don't pre-order anything ever again. I learned I learned the hard way after Cyberpunk. Don't do it. All right, I'll wait until launch day to buy it then. Well, depends. What bonuses do you get? <laughs> I don't think you get anything. Yeah, I think Okay, for, well, it's not worth it. Yeah, arcane bonuses are typically just a cool skin in the game. I know for Prey, you got a fancy-looking shotgun. For Dishonored 2, you got, like, 
a few extra uh, bone charms and runes, and for Dishonored One, same thing. Not not really stuff that, and you can always buy it again because they sell it as DLC later on for like a oh, dollar. Yeah, it's not that expensive then, especially because I was gonna say I'm like I won't even be fucking in town when that game comes out. Be out of town. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I have become an arcane channel the past year or so. Uh, I saw. You- Oh, yeah. You are an arcane toad. Yes, exactly. Yes. <gasps> Matt, you said the word. You said no, the word. It doesn't count. <laughs> he was quoting you. If it doesn't count. But yeah, uh, I'm it's excited. It's called the R word, not the T word. <laughs> Henceforth, Wait. it doesn't count. Jay, if you're confused, don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> All right, good time. Adding to Jay's depressed, sad wanna kill more. Oh, Speaking of depressing, Resident Evil movie. Ah, oh, uh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the Resident Evil movie. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say just uh, cast photos came out, and oh boy, oh my I'm getting Doom Annihilation vibes. <laughs> Doom Annihilation, um, was a corporate cash grab. That was supposed to release alongside Doom Eternal before it was pushed back to March of 2020, that, I, and it's it it's disgusting. It's an awful. I'm not even <laughs> gonna call it film. It's trash. Dude, I'm so excited for this. Matt, would you like to describe how Leon and uh, uh, is it Jill? Yeah, oh, it's uh, Claire. Oh, it's Claire. Claire. Yeah. Claire. Uh, could you could you describe to the audience what they look like? <laughs> uh, Leon has black hair and a mustache, and Claire she 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 just looks like Claire, which is expected. I, I think but... we, we should add the uh, the guy playing Leon for anyone who doesn't know uh, or anyone who's seen it. Uh, if you've ever seen any Dan Schneider shows, uh, wait, what? He's he's one of the actors from a Dan Schneider show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now this movie's gonna be awesome. He looks, my more like, he looks more like Carlos from Resident Evil 3 than he looks like. Exactly. Yeah, like, this dude would be a perfect Carlos, but why is he Leon? He, he was also uh, in Zombieland. What's. Is it Zombieland? Zombieland uh, 2? Yeah, he was in Zombieland 2. This, oh, did he play the hipster guy? Yeah, he did. Oh, I forget his name. It's but But he's like. He's known for being in. In movies that I would say are okay, usually comedy films is what he does. But I do not think he's a good Leon. Uh, that said, Resident Evil films, what, what were they before this? The uh, the ones with the lady, right? I forget her name. Angelina Jolie, I think. Oh, uh, so it's really... One sec. I can just keep talking. I can look it up. It was... Uh, it's not Angelina Jolie. I mean, no, 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 no. She's the lady. She's married to the director of yeah. those original films. Oh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like all the I Resident Evil remember. movies were basically like, oh, the, the virus, it's it's made everyone into uh, big giant zombie werewolves. And Mila Jovovich's character is, she, she has the disease, but she's also immune to it, which gives her superpowers. And every movie was this stupid popcorn, uh, don't really care about the plot stuff. And apparently it was a huge hit. <laughs> I just well, like how it clearly. was had nothing to do with this, the actual video game. How many of their... expanded from 2002 to 2016. Yeah, exactly. We got Resident yeah. Evil. Resident... Wait, what? 
why is there no title for that? Alright, so it's Resident Evil, I'll just go with Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil Extinction, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, and Resident <laughs> Evil The Final Chapter. <laughs> Why are there Resident so many Evil, of the Resident of Evilness. The Resident of Evil. Um, I just love um, movies that use Retribution, because they think it sounds cool. <laughs> what does Retribution even mean? Do they know? No, they probably don't. Right to hell, Retribution, the video game. Oh my god. Nothing back that fucking sore game. Oh my god. I think I watched um, uh, a guy who does uh, the What Happened show on YouTube. He Matt did, McMuscles? Yeah, yeah. Um, he said that the game wasn't supposed to have Retribution at the end of the title. It was supposed to be just called Right to Hell. And they <laughs> thought it would be cool. Wasn't it like, right to hell, and then Retribution fits, because the game, I guess, is about you getting vengeance for your little brother, but, like, it just makes it sound ridiculous. It's used seriously, but it doesn't sound good half the time. Funniest thing is, too, about it, uh, kind of connecting to a previous topic, they use the same concept artists as the people from Arcane. So their concept art looks, like, amazing, but then the game itself looks terrible. Funny. I just... <laughs> I just really like the idea of like them sticking retribution on things. It's like the McDonald's retribution happy meal. <laughs> it's like so stupid. Wait, wait. So uh, what? What made them want to make this new reboot? Um, I guess because I think probably because the remake came out and then Seven was a success, so they're like, oh, let's make a movie now. So then they got some guy and he's like, okay, I'll direct it. Uh-oh. And so, I'm looking through an article to find a quote. Yeah, I think I found a quote. Um, it was hugely important with the whole casting process to find people who embodied the spirit and energy of the characters I wanted to portray. I think often in game adaptations, one of the big flaws can be just casting someone to look visually like the characters, giving them the identical haircut clothes, but not really trying to give the audience the thing the thing that uh, a movie does better than a game, which is to create a three-dimensional character that you can really connect with and believe in. This is false. Games can do that. I think, as I said before, one of the traps of falling into game ad- adaptations is to make you feel like a giant cosplay version of the game, even though the movie looks like a fan film. Which is, I said that last part. Yeah, I... I don't get it, because, like, we have it, we play as these characters. They don't really have much of a personality. It's not hard to emulate them. Well, I just highly disagree with his, um, oh, you can't latch on to video game characters. Only movies can do that. Yeah, I I don't... That's high, that's, that is false. If I can latch on to the, the, the Doom Eternal, uh, Doom Slayer, when he doesn't even talk... Yeah. yeah, we love Doom Slayer. Dude's freaking cool as hell. He shows his personality through his actions when you play him, which is cool. I go, I grow more attached to a video game character than I can a movie character half the time. Also and, depends heavily on the movie itself. Like, does the yeah, does, it, is it like a high concept movie where like the characters don't mean anything and it's just about the big the big picture, or is it like a character driven movie? It's like this guy is talking about like very specific 
games and very specific movies and just equating them all to the same thing. It's like, oh, games can't do it because I played Sonic and I didn't really like Sonic. He was stupid. You know, other kids used to make fun of me because I played Sonic and not Mario on the playground. So now I don't think I can connect with video game characters. Oh, this movie's coming out on my birthday. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, like, to not give me an answer, but I was just like, I was actually genuinely having a hard time understanding what he was talking about. Like when he was talking, because I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Was he, was he mean? But, like, I don't know. I just... I don't understand how film directors... Like, I, I really want a video game movie to be made by someone who really loves the games. Well, no, Doom Annihilation was made by people who really love the game. I, I'll be yeah, honest, the, the guy actually... Tra- he wrote a script that was kind of... Like, like, it was as close to the game as possible, and the studio said, no, because they only gave him a certain amount of... Bu- um, a certain amount of money to make the movie because they didn't fucking care. Yep. So, so they were just like, oh, can you uh, just not do that? Just dumb it down. And so he's just kind of forced to do that. He made Alien uh, again. Exactly. He made Aliens again. Aliens? Yeah. No, like, that's the biggest problem with movies is like, they're not gonna if, if you get the director that wants it, you're not gonna have the studio. If you have the studio that wants it, but you have a director that doesn't care, it's not it's not gonna work. It's gotta be both that freaking work, and they gotta they gotta actually care about what they're making. And half the time they don't, because there's a budget and there's an idea. And I get staying within the budget, but sometimes you gotta spend a little money to make some money. You just gotta be smart about it. You can do it. It's possible. The Sonic movie happened. That was pretty accurate. That was pretty. That was cool. pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, and it wasn't like like look at. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Look at like uh, I don't know, <laughs> like all these other movies can happen. It's not hard. You just have to like actually try and have that in mind when making it. I don't know. I, I'm not a director though. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just speaking too much about like what from a viewer's point of view. But like I, I do hear these stories all the time about people trying to adapt things or make things or they have a vision of something and then it goes wrong because they just well, don't budget it right or the studio. No, no, you're 100 percent right. That's how most disasters happen. It's either a director and a studio just not giving a shit, or a director caring too much and like actually gives a shit, and then the studio is just like, "Now nah, we just need to make a quick buck here." Exactly. It's just frustrating because it's like I, I really want to enjoy these things that come out. You, you made the effort to make it, and I want to want to enjoy it. But if it's not enjoyable, how am I supposed to enjoy it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall, not looking good. The end. Uh, yeah, and like the zombie in those those shots too look kind of weird. Or whatever that creature thing was. I couldn't tell what it was. Like the, the screenshots for the, the Resident Evil thing. Did you see what I was talking about? The zombie thing? Uh, it was like just sitting in the shot. It wasn't actually doing anything. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping like this is all just pre-effect. Pre like this is just taken with someone's phone on a set. It wasn't actually like through a camera. Because if it looks like this, it's going to look like a YouTube parody video. It looks like look a really fan bad. film. Exactly. That's what I mean. Not not a parody video, a fan yeah. film. If it's in theaters, I'm not going to go see it. But if it's like, I think it's a it's Netflix th- thing, isn't it? Oh, if it is, then I'll fucking watch it. Why not? 
just waiting for you guys to move it along. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was done. <laughs> okay, I'm just making... I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to just be like, well, my top... No, I'm not going to do that if you stop talking. Um, No, mine is um, a stupid topic. I've been... I was thinking about this the other day. And um, it's basically just... I'm playing this game right now that a lot of few people might have heard about. It's called Destiny. Never heard of it. Nope. Oh, God. <laughs> this game is interesting because it has this really weird, like, history with me. Oh, my God. So, years ago, when I was a wee boy, when I was in uh, high school, I think a freshman, this game came out. And it came out around, I believe, Christmas time, if I'm not mistaken. If it came out earlier, I didn't know. I think it was like in November. But I got the exclusive. It's not exclusive. What am I talking about? It was just a white PlayStation 4. But it was a bundled Destiny with a white PlayStation. Oh, yeah. I know about that. Yeah. And I had that. By the way, that PlayStation freaking died eventually. (laughs) Like, it, it started to, like, become corrupted or some crap. And I had to, like turn it in to get a new one but um yeah no i've had that game that was the first game i owned on playstation uh back when it was just destiny one i have such a i've had such a complicated relationship because i started i played the game i thought it was okay when i was first playing it then i beat the story i realized that was it and i got kind of annoyed with it so i put it down uh i would see my friends talking about it say it was good and i heard it was just like gouging people for money with new dlcs and stuff and i was like "Mm, i don't know if i like that you know because 14 15 year old me thought he was an expert on reviewing games and thought that that was the worst thing that ever happened (laughs) um but then destiny 2 was announced and i was interested and my friend was like get the collection edition of destiny because i had sold my copy of destiny at that point and I said, okay, I'll get the collection for like, I think it was 30 bucks or 20 bucks at the time because there was a sale. And I got it. I played it before Destiny 2 came out and I realized it was a mess uh, at the launch, but they added in a bunch of things that made it a lot better. So I did that. I liked the game again. Then Destiny 2 came out. I loved the base story. And then the first DLC came out and it was absolute ass and I hated it. <laughs> What was the first DLC? It was uh... a Curse of Osiris. I remember. Oh yeah, I remember hearing reviews about it. It was like apparently it was really bad. It was like it was very so much reused content. It was like exactly. It was so bad. I was like, "What is this? There's no end game content." I thought it was gonna revitalize everything, and it did not. And then Warminds came out, and it was a cool concept. I played through it, but it was nothing to bring you back in. So for a while, I gave up on Destiny, and I said, I give up on you again. This is the second time I gave up on the series after it hooked me back in. And just recently, when I thought I was out. Just when I thought I was out. Just when I gave up. Pulls me back in. It was called, I believe it was called uh, Forsaken. Was the oh, yeah, the one where uh, Cade dies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wasn't that Even like all the marketing? Literally in the cinematic. Yeah, that was like yes. the marketing material for it. Like, okay, dies. You guys better play. We're getting rid of a big character. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, honestly, Cade was my favorite character. From the Taken King back in Destiny 1, he became my favorite character for his goofiness. And he was actually pretty cool. Like, I loved him in the main story of Destiny uh, 2. I liked him. 
when we were doing like little events and we'd interact with him. Um, and then Forsaken, you have this like bonding moment in the beginning where you're like, we're going to go uh, get this prison riot under control. Guardian, you with me? And I'm like, hell yeah, Cade, let's do this shit. And I'm like, I know he's going to fucking die and I don't want it to die, but I'm going to pretend it's not going to happen. And then when it does happen, I'm like, I know it's happening. I knew it was going to happen. And God damn it. It's like, it's not even the death. The death was cool, but it was literally the events afterwards where you find his audio logs, where you find out all about his past, how Ace, his son, and his made-up wife were actually real, and all these different things where you're reforging his gun. You begin to realize this kid, this guy was actually pretty fucking cool, and you're never going to interact with him again. And even to this day, years later, they never brought him back in any capacity, because they refused to do so. And... That was the moment I was dragged back in. And then eventually, I believe it was the next DLC that added in new subclasses and stuff. And ever since then, they've been added in stuff like the Moon DLC, which was kind of weird, but okay. Um, that was the last DLC they made with Activision. And now they're like in full swing creative mode doing these really interesting events where it's like, okay... Uh, you have like a season every couple months with like new story and cinematics and new unique exotics and weapons and gear that you can get. And it's like it keeps you invested and they dish out the story for free. As long as you have like the current DLC, this stuff is free and continue to be added to the game each week, which is kind of cool. So but, I, I, I'm kind of torn on that. I think when when yeah, they're, they might be I haven't really kept up since they got out of Activision, but from what I've seen of it and understood, it seems like when they made those excuses up about having to have, like, the the mechanics of the store and all that stuff in the game, like, with, uh... What, what was that currency they had? It was, uh... uh silver? No, no, no. It was, um... Not currency. It was, like, the boxes or... What, the engrams. The bright engrams. The engrams. Yeah. Yeah. So, that entire thing, when they, like... When there's a huge community backlash from it, and everyone's like, oh, why do we need this? If you played this many hours, you still wouldn't get this specific item from the Engrams. And I remember they were like, oh, it's Activision. It's Activision. They're responsible for all this monetization. And then they leave Activision. And they still have monetization. And Actually, I, I know what you're saying because I thought it was the same thing. I have seen a major difference in the store. I, they have actively changed a lot of the scummy microtransaction stuff. Because they've actually gone out of their way so that you could be more free with your cosmetics. Now the shaders that were one-time use are no longer one-time use. You just keep them and you can use them as much as you want. Um, when it comes to like gear, you can now change the appearance of your gear instead of having to hold on to gear or holding you know stuff in your vault. You can make a cosmetic variant of it, which you can get the materials to make for free. And I actually do that pretty regularly and I can do it pretty regularly because I only have certain armors that I really want to hold on to. Um, when it comes to the store, stuff can be a little pricey, but it's purely cosmetic. And even then, you can still earn like bright dust and get certain items from just doing achievements in games, and you can just buy those if they're available that week. And it's actually a pretty fair system, and you get bright engrams pretty regularly too from like doing certain achievements if you this during the season uh there's a free section of the season that you just get and as you level up throughout the season you get cool stuff like materials bright engrams cosmetics uh shaders all that cool stuff 
And you can actually pay $10 or whatever, and you can get even more stuff for the entirety of the season, which is like a couple months if you mm -hmm. choose to do it. But it's all like cosmetic, a, mostly. You also get a signed Tim the Tatman uh, poster, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but I, I, yeah, I, the whole point of me bringing it up was I've never, I realized the other day I've never had such a torn experience with a game between liking it, hating it, liking it, loving it, hating it, liking it, then loving it again. Like, it's just this weird cycle with it, but... It's very bizarre because I actually really like the current state of the game. And I think it's actually improving, which is very rare for some games to do. Well, my my current issue with... and well, well, you've mentioned all that stuff that they changed for the better. In my opinion, and just because I've experienced it with other MMOs that I've played, and they start adding seasons to the game, I think that's the biggest problem. Because a season is explicitly made to get players to play during that time and to get you to keep logging back in every single day. It's, I don't know how to describe it, but me personally, I like to buy a game once and then able to have every con every bit of content in that game unlockable for free in a normal amount of time. So if I buy, right, I think a good example is like old Bethesda stuff. Like let's say... uh or old now, not really old as in recent memory, but like uh, Skyrim, for example. You buy all of Skyrim's DLC. You get all the DLC. You can unlock everything in the DLC in a reasonable amount of time. However, let's look at something like another Bethesda game that came out that is an MMO. Let's, I guess we'll use Fallout 76 because it was developed by a similar studio. Uh, you can get everything in the game. You can, you can definitely buy everything from the atomic shop you can do all that stuff but the issue is you have to get on the game every single day you have to invest your life into that game to get everything from that game and so you're here playing the same game every single day for like a year and while you can do that with skyrim or other single player games it basically just in my opinion it erases the fun of the game eventually and I've come to, even if the game is good, because I love Destiny 2's gameplay. I think it's some of the best shooting I've ever experienced in a game. Damn. But it's gotten to the point where I get exhausted so easily by these repeated mechanics of seasons of uh, multiple different types of currencies. It's why a game like uh, No Man's Sky, which does have a lot of different currencies, was such like a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, I can actually unlock stuff in a reasonable amount of time and it's been ages and it's like it's multiplayer it's it has seasons but it's like the seasons are things that you don't even have to participate in to get the rewards for it's to me the fact that it is the way it is and ugh, dude i really do love destiny it's like destiny one i played it a lot destiny two i i definitely played i, I think i stopped after a while though because uh something i forget why i stopped but i, I really did want to get back into the game a while back it's just the fact that I can't. I stopped playing ESO recently because I can't stand that constant grind, getting on, doing the same thing, uh, making sure you do your daily stuff, and then being like, okay, that's it. Time to leave the game now. And th that's why, like, I've, I've tried so hard to stay away from multiplayer games for a while. But okay, I think with that, we can, uh, can begin to move on to the end. Uh, Jay, this is also you, so. Yeah, we're going to talk about the community, quote-unquote, lightning round. And uh, 
we're going to start with our uh, our weekly Cyberpunk 2077 news. You know what's happening? They're hiring modders, everybody. That's right. They're hiring <laughs> modders. Come on. Can we, can we hear? Can we give a round of applause for them? Come on. Woo! Yeah, let's go. Yeah, round of applause. it's like how does your game go to shit so quickly that you have to hire modders (laughs) and matt's laugh got me so hard the whole thing's been a mess cyberpunk is such a mess god it's like they they shot themselves in the foot by announcing it too early they had to release it because they kept delaying it and the game came out in a really bad state and now they're just scrambling so hard to fix it and they don't want to fix it sometimes they're just like we have to i would not want to be working at cd project red right now having to deal with all that jay are you saying you don't like wholesome keanu 100 (laughs) i'll be honest with you i bought like a game because i saw keanu and i didn't have (laughs) any other expectations besides keanu reeves did you pre-order like me yeah i have no pride with that i actually did think about pre-ordering it too You feel cheated just as much as I do. Yeah, because I can't even play the game because it keeps crashing on me. I'm not lying. It kept crashing on me. I can play the... I played through the game. It's a good game. It's just... Not an open world game. I don't think. No, you're 100% right. If if it was just a linear story-based game, it would be great. You want to play a cyberpunk game? Go play Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yes, that's a good game. I really like that one, actually. And, And it's an immersive sim. Hmm? It and it has open environments, but not open world. Exactly. Oh my god, I just saw the next point. <laughs> I just saw the picture. That's him. And before. <laughs> Would you like to ask the question? He's okay, our second point. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh god, they're stretching <laughs> the images. So, Dream versus Tim the Tatman. Who's the best? Would win in a death battle. <laughs> Dream, Dream's the best. Tim the Tatman's stupid. Oh, and here's the next one's the spiciest question. Oh my god, I just saw this. Oh yeah, I put that down. Uh, I think it should be like something simple. Like, oh, the question is, what should McCree's name be now? Jim. Jim from accounting. <laughs> I want him to be named Billy. Billy the Kid. I, I think, my, my honest answer is it's probably going to be something like that. Like some western hero name or something. But my joke fair. answer is it's going to be McGriddle. <laughs> no, nah, they're, they're not. They're going to stay as far away from that as possible. Now they'll probably call him like something stupid, like Slingshot or qu- Quick Quick Draw. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be Bamf Man. Well, what's the story even going to be to like get him to change his name? Oh, McCree. McCree was walking down a road. Uh, he, no, he witnesses I, his friend dying. He takes his no, friend's name. I, no, no. What's going to happen is is he's going to, quote-unquote, be dead. But then he'll change his name. And he'll be wearing a mask like Dream. But then eventually we realize that it was McCree. But he's like, no, that's not my name anymore. It's this now. I'm I'm that Robo. I'm RoboCop now. I am Mask Man. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, he'll, have a, he'll be a half man, half robot now. I mean, he kind of already is. I know, but now he's full of... And he'll wear, like, the robot mask the entire time. Yeah. We already have a cyborg ninja, but we need a cyborg cowboy now. Perfect. So, uh, thanks to, to everyone who watched. If you watched this far, we'll have, we'll, I'm, I'm doing another giveaway with the channel. Um, 
if you watch this time, you get to decide the new name of the channel. Yep, you, the person watching this far, you get to decide what will it be. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> Making lies. People will like watch this far, and they'll be like, and they'll be like, really pushing your envelope here. We got someone else uh, last time who who I'm pretty sure watched that far, but they didn't. I, don't, I think they barely missed that part where I said you get to own the channel. <laughs> oh my god! Because they like commented about something at the end. We're gonna get sued, and we're gonna lose our only podcast. <laughs> well, at least my only podcast. This is the only one I run with you guys. I'm making my own podcast then. It's gonna I'll be called Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> Picture's gonna be like the one with uh, Chris O'Neill eating spaghetti, but it's like Matt replaced. Yep. But yeah, thank you for everyone for watching the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.